Putin post World War One, specifically what the United the League of Nations did, and how that affects the world today, and sort of where we are going in terms of IGOs and IFOs and NGOs and the future of disability rights. Mm. So. So in April of 1931, the International Society for Crippled Children at their 10th Annual Convention in Cleveland, Ohio, adopted the Crippled Child's Bill of Rights. Later, the same year, the bill was put before a committee, a second world conference of crippled children held in the Hague, Netherlands, where it was ratified and adopted unanimously by members of the Congress, widely circulated. Oh, the actual drafting of the bill is poorly documented. It appears to have been the latest in a sense of efforts made by the International Society for Crippled Children to bring attention to the needs and concerns of children with physical disabilities. Mm. And so bill largely goes into like sort of the rights of people with disabilities at the time and this sort of shows us how the international community looked at disability rights after the first world war and how it uses words that would be seem inappropriate today however I feel like that this sort of attitudes, these sort of attitudes haven't been really changed or updated that much in some circumstances. <laughs> like when we look at the like later bills such as the CRPD, you'll see that after that, progress sort of just stopped in terms of IGOs looking at. Disability rights, like for example, I recently saw a speech given on YouTube by Antonio Guterres, and how what the comment was from a person with a disability, and she said that the one doesn't do enough to address the issue. So why are they just giving these speeches once a year instead of just doing something about that? And that's where I like to turn attention to IFOs and so what they're doing because what when we look at human rights we see that a large part is that people aren't always in the stables of economic conditions or financial conditions and these are where IFOs can sort of step in or into financial institutions into a financial organisations like the International Monetary Fund or the Bank of International Settlements. And so these big federal reserve banks, if you will, need to come together and form a United Financial Institution or United Financial Organisation for the world. They could set out like goals and limits in terms of giving people with disabilities aid because you know, in a perfect world, 
You wouldn't have to pay for your rights, but unfortunately we do not live in a perfect world. We live in a world where so capitalist gave us selling you houses and selling you food because people still need to work and get paid for that food, otherwise society breaks down. Now what we could do is sort of set a limit or at least balance our exchange rate. And using this exchange rate, we could give loans to people with disabilities who could then use it to spend money to get to gain their rights, to gain property, food, health care. Basically, in order to give them more, this would help give them more independence. My an acquaintance of mine. Um, Costa Stefano works at the Bank of the International Settlements. He works in a department that deals with the G20. And so what we... So what I feel like that should happen is that the interfinal institutions who came together and meet with the leaders of the G20 such as Russia, the US, all the big major economies in the world, and come up with a universal plan to help give people with disabilities more money, and ego give them more rights. So in case you're wondering where the League of Nations was in all this, well, they actually adopted that crippled child bill in their own charter. And of course, they were a um, major family, of course, but then we have the United Nations and the Bank of International Settlements, and where the UN can't step in. I feel that inter-financial organisations need to come in and help clean up the work. So, thank you for listening. Goodbye. Thank you for joining us. Welcome to the show. Oh, well, so first of all, you went on one of my tours with your wife, yes? Yes. And how do you like it? What were your favorite things? I particularly like um, the um, little, little fact, unknown facts about history in different places and how um, they influence the, the character of the area, how, why you see um, a statue with a specific place where it's come about. So, little different pieces of, of history, and that's what I like the most. So, and would you recommend the tour to either a family or a friend? Yeah, I think it would be nice to find actually. Okay, and so you work at the Bank of Intercessions, you work with the G20, I'm given to understand that. So first of all, how could people with disabilities participate in those types of big IGO areas, and how could they give that give a voice to those sort of world leaders who are very, very important? Has the Bank of Intercessions ever done anything like that, or, any, or at least participated with other IGOs in that area? Right, so there's two different 
there's two different things here. Number one, as far as the BIS is concerned, um, obviously they are uh, they are highly qualified, are uh, blind with respect to abilities, disabilities, or color, or whatnot. So that, that, as far as I know, well, actually, let me take that back. I I don't know enough about the HR policies. I don't know where I just told you uh, on this issue. As far as the difference is concerned, it's a different thing. Um, the difference is typically nowadays has spawned groups uh, uh, look that feed into the process, providing different perspectives. So there is a business 20, there's a labor 20, there's different kinds of groups that feed into the G20 policy agenda bringing their own issues. I could imagine that one of those issues, one of those future groups could be uh, about the Wow. And so now, when I was reading the article, I wanted to talk to you about um, because I've been told that you have been to Greece, and especially I think that Cyprus and Greece are very, very close, especially on geopolitics and really everything. I'm given to understand that. And when I was reading it, According to the treatments that people with disabilities received in these institutions, these state-run institutions, they were close to what some might say medieval, in a sense. So why do you think that could be in a big EU environment, maybe? Do you think it could be due to culture, history, whatever? Well, yeah, I mean, it's definitely, there would probably be factors compared to some other countries here. Mm. I wouldn't isolate... Uh, disabilities from broader societal issues, either to do with discrimination, xenophobia, racism, or other things. Um, uh, there's still a lot to be learned. You have to keep in mind uh, when these countries also join the EU and how much time they have to introduce, change their standards, change their reforms. These are cultural uh, issues that, go, that will take generations uh, to change. It is not something that can be switched on and off. Yeah. And so, how do you think that people with disabilities could participate more in society, and how could we like more give them more of a voice in there with their issues? And is that in the context of disabilities or more generally? Generally. So as I said, I think the best thing to do is uh, is two things. There's a bottom-up and a bottom-down approach. The top-down approach is to find sponsors, senior sponsors, people who are uh, in high positions who are willing to be the champions of change. Uh, the bottom-up approach is to continue to push the agenda, do relevant analysis, identify the problems and issues, make them well aware, spread them to social media, make sure that people know about them and care about them enough. And so the combination of top-down and bottom-up is what makes the change possible. Okay, well, and finally, what did you like about having me as a tour guide, or maybe just as a person in general? That's how we're going to end this. We always do. Well, I, I like the, it's a, it's a different style of tour. Um, you, you bring a different type of uh, approach to presenting the things. Uh, you, as I said, the, the trivia and the historical, uh, the history of some of those uh, places you show, 
I think that that's what makes it a special and very different tool. That's what I like. Okay, well then. Well, first of all, thank you again. Thank you for being here, and we'll go into need to end this.